Hammer. Welcome back, fight fans. It is season two of Those Two Guys MMA Review. My name is Kevin Wire, and I will be your host today. Matthew Saunders will return at the post-fight show. Make sure to tune in for that directly after the fights this Saturday, January 18th. And the fights are emanating from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're starting off 2020 with a massive main event which sees the return of Conor McGregor going against veteran Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Now, this is a fight that's been kind of a a long time coming, back from an earlier uh, press conference before the McGregor-Aldo fight. And I guess it fell through a couple of times. Uh, Cowboy got passed over, I guess, for for the Nate Diaz fight. Now we're finally getting to see it. But we have a fairly decent card, uh, undercard for this pay-per-view. And what I would like to do is start at the very first fight of the night and do a quick rundown of the undercard on Fight Pass. It's a three-fight Fight Pass card. And we have Sabina Mazo in the women's flyweight bout against J.J. Aldrich. We have bantamweight fight with Brian Keller and Ode Osborne. And then a light heavyweight fight with Alexa Kamor and Justin Ledit. And once those fights are over, switch over to the parent station, ESPN, to watch the actual undercard, which was scheduled to be five fights, uh, but the featherweight fight between uh, Chaz Skelly and Grant Dawson has been canceled, uh, and there was no replacement fight. So to start off that undercard will be the lightweight bout between Drew Dober and Nasrat Haparast. Butchered that name. Then you'll have a flyweight fight with Tim Elliott and Askar Askarov. And then moving into the uh, co-main event of the ESPN card is the featherweight fight with Andre Touchy-Feely and Sodik Youssef. This should be a very interesting fight. Uh, Feely, you know, a veteran of the of the sport, he's 20, uh, 20 and 6, and Sadiq is 10 and 1, you know, as an upcoming fighter. Uh, this should be, you know, featherweights are always put on a good show, so we should be looking at a, a high high output match in this in this fight. Uh, the main event of the undercard for the ESPN show is the women's flyweight Roxanne Matafari and Macy Barber, the undefeated Macy Barber, who is coming up to uh, fight the veteran uh, Matafari. A lot of people are saying Macy Barber is like the next the next thing. She's got a, a tough fight against Roxanne. So uh, we'll see what happens in that fight. Uh, But mainly, we're going to talk about the main card. So your main card, it's going to pop off at 10 o'clock on pay-per-view, only available through ESPN+. But we're going to start off with a fantastic lightweight fight with Anthony Pettis and uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira. And, you know, these are both explosive, uh, exciting fighters. And, you know, Pettis is, is you know, the veteran, but... You know, Carlos is is making a name for himself in the in the division right now. So uh, I expect to see fireworks out of this fight. And Pettis is coming off a 50-50 year in 2019 uh, with a big win over Stephen Thompson uh, early in the year. And then uh, 
in August had the defeat to uh, the returning Nate Diaz. And Carlos Diego Ferreira is, uh, had fought twice in 2019 who, and got a decision win over both his opponents. Uh, so he's looking for a big statement win over the favorite Anthony Pettis. And I think I'm going to go with Pettis in this fight. Um, I think that, you know, he's, he's done well over the last couple of years. He's, he's in good shape and I just think he's got too much for, uh, Ferreira, but we'll see what happens, uh, Saturday night. All right. Moving on to the women's strawweight fight between Claudia Gadelia and Alexa Grasso. Uh, this is a great strawweight fight. Claudia Gadelia is, is, uh, bringing in a record of 17 and four against, uh, Grasso's 11 and three. And Gadelia's last fight was in July, and she had a decision win over Ronda Marcos, uh, and she, that was her only fight of 2019. So she's looking to come back with a with a big win on Saturday. Alexa Grasso uh, did fight twice in 2019, uh, and she had a decision win in June against Karolina Kovalkovich, and which was a huge win for her, and got her a fight against Carla Esparza in September. Uh, at the fight night 159, where she did lose to a decision to uh, Carla Esparza. So she is also looking to come back and make a big statement in 2020. So we'll see what happens in that fight. Uh, and, you know, good luck to both of them. And I think that I'm going to go with uh, Alexa Grasso in this fight. I just think she's got a little bit more hunger uh, and just have a feeling that she's going to take it. It's probably going to be a decision. Um, neither one of these uh, girls are real, you know, known as finishers. So I do think it's going to be a decision for uh, Grasso in this fight. We'll now move into the heavyweight fight of the night, which is Alinsky Olenek against Maurice Green. Two big boys going at it. Olenek is the veteran with 57 and 13 record against Maurice Green's only eight and three. Uh, but Green is definitely an up and comer and is deserving of this fight. Uh, Olenek, who in 2019 had two fights, one where he lost via KO to uh, Alistair Overeem in April. Uh, and then he was supposed to fight Walt Harris, which that fight got canceled uh, in May. But then it was rescheduled for July. And Walt Harris actually won that fight uh, with a, a knockout. So uh, two knockout losses for Olenek in 2019. So he's looking to end that streak, I'm sure. And Maurice Green is... Ultimate Fighter 28 alumni, uh, the heavyweight uh, fights. He was coached by uh, Kelvin Gastelum, I believe. Made his debut in 2018. He had three matches in 2019. Uh, he came in uh, in March uh, to replace Daniel Spitz, and he won via split decision. Uh, he faced Junior Albini on June 29th and won via first-round knockout. And then he faced Sergio Pavlovich on, in October, and he lost the fight via knockout. So coming off a knockout, both fighters coming off knockout losses, uh, looking to avenge those. You know, I, I'm going to go with Green in this fight uh, just because he's a fresher, new fighter. And I, I think that uh, he's just going to be too much uh, for Olenek. Uh, but I could be wrong. We'll find out. Tune into the post-fight show and you'll see. The co-main event is up next, and that is a women's bantamweight fight between Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington. Holly Holm is bringing in a 12 and 5 record against Raquel Pennington's 10 and 7. This fight was originally supposed to happen uh, in October uh, at UFC 243, uh, but it did get canceled uh, due to an injury to Holly Holm, and so now it has been rescheduled. 
previously in 2019, though, Holly Holm uh, did fight uh, the current champion, Amanda Nunes, and lost via uh, first round KO. And previously in that year, she was supposed to fight Aspen Lab, but that fight was also canceled. So it's been a little while since we've seen Holm, and she's coming off that loss to Amanda Nunes. She is looking to make a statement uh, against Pennington in this fight. Raquel Pennington in 2019, uh, her only fight uh, due to the cancellation of the Holly Home fight was a fight in July uh, against Irene Aldana, and she took that decision uh, against Aldana. So uh, she's looking to come back and fight the former champ, Holly Home, and really set herself up to be in that top of that division and maybe get a title shot for herself. Uh, this is a hard one for me to call. Um, I really like Holly Holm, but I just don't know if she has it anymore, you know, at that level. And I think Raquel Pennington is really uh, stepping it up in her training and, and her, you know, her overall fight game. So I think that Bur- that Pennington is going to take this fight. And, and I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be a TKO late in the fight. My inclination is to say decision, but I really think that uh, Pennington might be able to take her out. So I guess we'll find out on Saturday night. That brings us to the main event of the evening, the one that everybody's buying the pay-per-view for, the one that is going to make the most news and the one that the only one people are going to talk about, unless something crazy happens in the other fights. Uh, so the main event in welterweight. Uh, you know, we're going at a 170, uh, for both of these guys, which is out of their normal weight classes. Uh, the returning Conor McGregor, 21 and four against Donald Cowboy Cerrone, 36, 13 and 0 with one no contest. Now, obviously the big, the big talk and everything is about McGregor's return, uh, and, you know, it's been interesting because there's not been a lot of, a lot of trash talk and a lot of, you know, it's not a lot of spectacle like there usually is with a McGregor fight. Um, now, whether that is, you know, due to the fact that he's grown, that he's or that he has had a lot of legal issues in the past and he's trying to get past all that. Uh, if it's a, he actually does respect Cerrone and, and wants to, you know, make this not a, a you know, a bad blood situation. Uh, but even at the pe- press conference, they were very cordial to each other, cracking jokes, talking to each other. I think there is some, I mean, there has to be a level of mutual respect there. You know, Connor, Connor's a smart fighter, so he knows, he knows what he's doing. Cerrone looked, he, he looked like a Texas mafia guy at the press conference with the snakeskin. Uh, jacket with the hat with the the snake skin around it, all black. You know, he just looked a, he looked intimidating. You know, we're looking at kind of two different spectrums on these fights for me, because you know Connor is his first match since the you know 2018 fight in October against uh, Khabib, and everybody knows that he he submitted in that round to uh, to Khabib. So you know that that's got away heavy on Connor's mind. But previous to that, he hasn't fought since, you know, 2016 uh, in the UFC uh, when he beat Eddie Alvarez. Uh, and then previously he beat Nate Diaz. And then previous to that, obviously, he was submitted by Nate Diaz. But, you know, Connor's looking to come back, make a big statement. He says it's 2020 season, uh, his season, 2020. He wants to do some big things, but he does have to get past Cowboy first. And that's no easy task. You can ask pretty much anybody that's fought Cowboy. 
the difference is Cowboy, you know, has stayed a steady fighter, you know, since 2016. You know, he's one of the, he has the most fights and the most knockouts and, you know, he holds tons of records. You know, he's coming off a loss, you know, a heavy knockout from Justin Gaethje, you know, and a knockout from Tony Ferguson. So, you know, those are two top level guys he's lost to. And now he's going to fight one of the, arguably one of the top guys ever. So Donald's last win was against uh, Ally Quinta. He got a decision win uh, in early 2019. So the pattern of Cerrone, if you look past, you know, in his past, he, he, you know, he'll lose a couple fights, but then he comes back and he goes on a 10 fight winning streak. So uh, we'll see how motivated he is in this fight. He seems like he, he is and he's focused. He's making bank in this fight. Uh, but if he can, if he can get past Connor, I think that his stock just continues to rise. I mean, he's going to beat one of the top, the top guys ever. So it's, it's kind of a, a win win, you know, for him. And it, it, it's bad for Connor if he loses, I think. Um, it's going to derail a lot of his, um, his plans. Now, I mean, obviously it depends on how the fight goes. If it's an all out war and it's a split decision, you know, both stocks go up. So, but if, if one comes out and just decimates the other in the first round, you know, we'll see how, we'll see how they go. Obviously McGregor is going to be the smaller fighter. He has the, the power, I believe the punching power for sure, uh, to knock out Cerrone with that left hand, especially. Um, but you know, Greg, McGregor's got, he's got some wrestling skills and jujitsu skills. He's on, you know, he's a, he's an MMA fighter. He, he goes, um, you know, he goes all out, but he's a very smart fighter too. Uh, and if he is that smart a fighter, he's going to try to stay away from Cerrone's kicks. Cause if Cerrone comes in with a nice kicking game, it's going to be a long night for McGregor <laughs> or a short night. If he catches one of those head kicks, uh, Cerrone's famous for. So, you know, super exciting fight. I can't, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Donald Cerrone fan. Um, I'm not as much a Connor fan, mostly due to just the theatrics and all that stuff. I love to see him fight. I mean, he's a very good fighter. So, uh, but we just haven't seen him fight much recently. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for this edition of those two guys MMA review, uh, a little different with just me doing it, but like I said, Matt will be back for the post-fight show, and we'll be able to go more in-depth of what happened during the night and see if uh, the picks uh, will come true. And I'm actually – I am going to say Cerrone wins this fight, um, either uh, knockout or TKO. I'm going to say third round. So uh, he says fourth round head kick. I think it's going to go a little sooner than that. Uh, Connor says he's in shape, but coming up to 170, you know, his, his gas tank's not always been that great. I don't think he says it is. We'll see. But I think, I think Cerrone takes it in third. So it'll be interesting to see what Matt's picks are. I haven't talked to him, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, check us out after the uh, fights uh, right back here. And we'll get it out to you as soon as possible, just in case you missed the fights. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Bye.